Yeah. Sorry, big guy. Oh, did you just drinking? Is that is that milk? What are you drinking there? Oh, coffee. Oh, coffee. Be fair, dude. I got tea, peppermint tea. You mean Red Bull? You're drinking Red Bull. <sighs> nope, I am not. I mean, this tea. This tea would be better if it was Red Bull, but it's not Red Bull. It is tea. I even put a heart on your sheet. If you can see that, there's a heart there. Podcast oh, questions for Kai. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, you've been doing school lately. I was going to ask you how that's been, man. Like, you're now officially a university student. You're no longer the scum of the earth. You're no longer a skier. You're no longer in high school. You've moved up the ranks. However, you're still at home. No, I'm, I'm still scum. I was only, only a uni kid for a bit. I'm out now, but... Yeah, it was pretty hefty, just like four months. And it was just long days, chilling yep. on Zoom for 14 hours, but I escaped. out now, and yeah, so I'm not doing any more school until like summer, I'll do some summer classes. So are you fully but, done for the winter now? Yeah, I've got like two classes online, but it'll be pretty chill, so mainly ski bumming it now. So you front, front loaded all your courses in? Yeah. So you could come out and ski this year? You are you competing? If there is contest? Yeah, that's the plan. Like Okay, that's uh, what I thought. I was yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, no, full full like normal season if there is comps. But you just have to do two online courses throughout it. Which is not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty chill. Sick. Just so like, yeah. you're back home in West now. You're living with Mama Bear, Mama Smart, Papa Smart. Yeah. And Ice Picky, Icy Ice Pick, Luke. That's Senior Lice. Is he there? Senior Lice, is he around? Yeah, he's out. He's at Ryland's right now. Yeah, dude, Ryland moved up. Everybody else moved out to West this year. I'm literally the only one. I'm stuck here by myself. You're, you're lagging. You gotta get out. I know. I got my pass, and I'm coming out for at least two weeks for a trip. I want to do some backcountry with you. I was going to ask yeah. you about that because you've been doing a lot of... Well, I wouldn't say, like, you've been doing a lot of touring, but also, like, throughout the summer, you've been doing a lot of backpacking and, like, a lot of hiking lately and yeah. a lot of dirt biking, two spots and stuff, and dude, that seems like exactly what I want to do. So tell me about it, get me horned up, and then maybe you'll convince me to come, come make a trip out. Yeah, it was sick. Well, I mean, like, COVID rolled around, and I mean, we weren't in full lockdown. You could still go out, so yep. figured I'd buy a dirt bike, which I did, and then... Not a bad call. Not a bad call, and then Wiss is just hella logging, which is has its goods and its bads, but for a dirt biker, it's great because it's just service roads like all yeah. over the place. But I just spent the summer like I was working landscaping in the weeks, but then after work or on the weekends, I just go out dirt bike and then hike up to huts, sussing out zones for the winter. Yeah, so you're getting into the backcountry more and more. You think? Yeah, you yeah, more each year getting, getting a little more into it. Nice, sure. dude. I was um because all those cabins and stuff like obviously like they're just open to anybody who comes by but what's it like like do you know like where they're at or like do you have to like book them or anything like in advance because like i know sometimes like you have to there's like a limit how many people can like stay at one spot like how do you kind of suss that out yeah so it depends on the hut like a lot of mainstream huts that like if you look up whistler backcountry huts yeah those are all built by organizations and you have to book and there's a limit and with covid now you have to book out the whole hut which like one hut has like 32 beds so yeah it's pretty expensive. but there's a stupid amount of like secret huts like yep. everyone who's lived here for like 30 years and built their own hut somewhere yep 
So the more you go out, like I've just been discovering all these random hunts. Do out you there. do you discover them yourself, or do you have people tell them tell you about them? Because like I feel like if I discovered a random hunt by myself, I'd feel bad for like poaching it on weekends. Like what if no, the guy that owns that made it came out and hung out, or came out and like was like, "What are you doing here?" Like, is that something you're worried about, or are you just like everybody's kind of okay with it? It depends on the hunt. Like I know there's a couple that people are like super secretive and you don't want to go there, so I kind of just respect that. But a lot of the hunts are like there's like levels of how known it is and like the ethics of using it. Yeah. And a lot of them are like when you build a hunt in the backcountry, you kind of accept that anyone who goes to it will be allowed to use it. Yeah. So a lot of them, it's like first come first serve. If you show up and no one's there, you just go to sleep. Yeah. If not, you build a snow cave and spend the night there. But well, that's kind of what I was wondering because it was like if you show up and it's like like if I built if I did put all that work in to build a badass hut and I showed up yeah. and somebody some sixteen or some young buck like you was sitting there just yeah. dicking around with his friends and I couldn't stay there, I'd be like, first of all, I'd be kind of stoked, but I also be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you need to go. So yeah, it depends. Like, I'd hope that people would just kind of give priority. Obviously, like respect the guy who built the hut, but yeah, there's a lot of like city people who just like don't really care about those like unwritten rules. Mm-hmm, for but, yeah, sure. There's a, there's a bunch. There's like a secret kind of code of ethics for huts. Like, if you tour out to a hut and there's like sledders who are there, the sledders are supposedly they have to leave and like go out and tourists get priority, but all those yeah. rules are like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. It's a little easier to get yeah. in and out if you have a sled. Yeah. You guys, you and Ryland and the boys went out to one this year that had like a cliff dripping spot off of it or a platform off it. That looks super sick. I don't know if you know what one I'm talking about, but. Oh, yeah, that, pla- that platform's just like near by, by the highway. Oh, so it's not even near a hut. Maybe it was like same weekend. I saw some posts yeah. about it and I thought it was up by yeah. the hut. We did go to a hut in the Duffy though. Sick. That was sweet. Sick yeah. How's that kid doing? I haven't seen him or talked to him in so long, man. You just had a shoulder surgery? Yeah, I haven't really seen him since probably that hunt trip, but really? he's been kicking around. Like, yeah, he can't ski right now because of shoulder, but I think he'll be back soon. So yeah. I gotta, yeah, I gotta catch up with him. You still got yeah, the girl? Still wiped yeah. up? Yeah, nice. wiped up. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Blue, blew everyone's minds. Blew everyone's minds. Yeah. Still going on. Um, yeah. Sick, dude. So, obviously, that was kind of like summer. Did a bunch of hiking. Black Tusk and stuff like that. A bunch of cool spots. If I ever get out for the summer, we're going to have to do some of that. But yeah, um, sure. this spring, you've been skiing a bit. Like, mostly backcountry or like mostly like a little bit of mountain stuff? Or like, I haven't seen a whole lot of park from, from the kid this year. Oh, this year. Well, I mean, it just opened, so I've been schooling, and, like, the park... Isn't fully set up yet? I mean, they've got a big jump now, yep. it's been, like, either I was in school or it's been a pow day, so... Yeah, you don't go to the park on a pow day. It wasn't about going to the park on a pow day, yep. but, yeah, I definitely want to get out and get the tricks back. Sick, man. Next Bluebird Day. Yeah. Park's, park's getting there. We got three jumps now, so... Oh so shit, nice. We'll try and get filming. We got Skier Cole out here. Yeah, I know. I, he I've seen it. Film. Yeah. He's on it. He's been getting you with the IG stories and stuff. I've seen those. Yeah, he's good to have around. I always forget to film, so he forces me to film. It's good. He's a big into the backcountry. You probably get out and do some stuff with him this year, eh? Yeah, yeah, because he just bought a sled. Yeah, I heard. I saw that. Yeah. Big, big moves. Yeah. I don't think he's I'm financially there yet to buy a sled or... 
even fix my car or even call, pay for a ski season, but you know. Yeah. Well, you, you got the Patreon. <laughs> One fly, day. Right? Dude, I got a whole eight. Anybody listening to this podcast will probably just help me out and join the Patreon, but I got a whole eight members now. That's sweet. Yeah. Eight you, whole members, dude. What even is that? You just like. What do you offer on that? Quick plug on the Patreon. It's basically like OnlyFans, but for my uh, <laughs> my member. Like, yeah. just for me. And, I mean, I haven't posted nudes in there yet, but we'll see <laughs> down yeah. the line. No, dude, recent, like, right now, all I've gotten is I got, um, I got, like, a workout plan, the one I do, like, that I got from Freestyle Ontario and stuff like that. It's, like, basically the same thing, just to keep the kid, like, workout plans for all the people that are looking for, like, stuff for, um, skiing and, like, sports-specific, specific workouts. And then I got a bunch of extra vlogs and, like, content and stuff like that. I'd been putting out two vlogs a month on there, extra ones, and then uh, putting out a podcast or two a month, like extra ones on there, not with guests, just kind of like me and Patty or going off or just me going off. And then like um, I've been coaching like all the people that are in there. So like all the people that are in the Patreon, like they just ask me questions on how to do tricks. They send me videos and I like just hook them, like just send them videos and like explain how to do every trick and help them out as much as I can. And then hopefully down the line, like I was planning on doing some rail jams at Mount St. Louis and stuff this year, putting on events. And I was going to like get all those got everybody in the Patreon to like come for free and do shit like that. Just going to do some games of ski and stuff in there, but we'll see. That's sweet. Join yeah. the cult. I love it. Join the cult. Help yeah. the kid out. Get him yeah. to get him to 10 whole members. That's only two more. If two people from this podcast join, then my rod will be pushed and my day will be made. You heard it here first, everyone. I heard Sign it here up. first. I'm starting to have more fun with the podcast. I'm starting to get a little looser with it, not as, like, concerned. So it's kind of, like, because it's kind of weird talking to, like, first of all, dude, like, this is, like, a podcast I'm just doing with you. Like, you're a good friend of mine. But, like, I've had a couple podcasts with people, like, I didn't know or haven't talked to, like, whatsoever beforehand. And it's yeah. just, like, it's weird talking to somebody the first time, like, and trying to do an interview style. But way she goes. Look. Gotta, just gotta binge Joe Rogan, steal all his moves. He's mastered it. He's got to figure it out for sure. But yeah, I mean, you're doing well. You're you're a very social, outgoing person. But... When I turn it on, man, I'm kind of been a lone wolf lately. I've been doing my own shit. Like I literally been just training MMA seven days a week, and then skiing, and then but like no one, no one's home. Like where I ski, like even all the people my age that ski Mount St. Louis and stuff, I haven't been there yet this year. But they're all gone this season, and like. Maybe they'll only come weekends. Basically, I'm basically I'm in Perry Sound by myself, uh, just skiing and training. So it's getting boring. I I wanted to make a full like cover out to Whistler for like the whole season. Yeah, but that's uh, what I thought you were doing. I don't know why you. I mean, I guess with Maximize, it's not a bad spot to be. But if you're just with Maximize, it's not a bad spot to be. But I don't. I know myself, and I know if I make the trip out west, I'm not gonna be able to control myself. And I'm not gonna be as I'm not gonna be as productive. I'm not gonna get as much stuff done. I'm gonna definitely maybe party a little bit too much and go off the rails a little too much. Not off the rails, but like not as like buckled down and productive as I want to be. Oh, so I can't train MMA in Whistler, which is like kind of become a big thing for me now. I got snap that's popping up on the screen, but yeah, I don't know. I've kind of kind of like just gonna play it by ear. I think I'll definitely make like one or two trips out. And then maybe I'll just make like one trip out and just never come back. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's that's the way Whistler works. It is the way. I, it's a trap, man. It's like it's like the world's best trap. 
Yeah. It gets you there, and then you like stay there, and you love it, and you never leave. And you're probably not wrong to leave. Anyways, dude, um, what are you going to school for again? Business. Mm, smart little man's. Uh, following in my, following in my footsteps. You gonna drop out after a year? No, no way. It might take me a while to finish it. But you're not gonna schedule I'm doing, but Yeah, how is it extended it then? Like how how long is it supposed to take you with the schedule you're doing now? Yeah, it normally takes four years. Yeah. It'll take me probably five. That's not too bad. I think I think six, like you're not allowed to go over six, but because, yeah, I'm just doing it, like, in the off-season. But even if you push it to six, even if you push it to six, it's not bad. Yeah, like, no, it still takes a while, but, like, whatever. Yeah. You it's just... not really conflicting with skiing at all either, so. That's sick, because I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to be, like, in van most of the ski season, like, just trying to, like, make trips up to go every once in a while. Yeah. But you're going to be fully in Wisp, which is super sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. That's unreal, dude. All right. I just gotta keep checking if this camera is working because every once in a while it shuts off. But um, yeah, so I guess let's get into it, man. Tell us, tell the kids on the podcast about what life was like for young Kai growing up, because that's like kind of what we do here. We kind of relive people's backstories, you know, talk about shit, and um, yeah, tell us what it's like growing up in Whistler as a Whist kid. Uh, first of all, your parents, for people that don't know, own Momentum Ski Camp, so skiing is kind of. Well, I don't know how it came. I actually don't think we've ever had this conversation, but I don't know how you got into skiing, but I'm assuming it came pretty, like, organically and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I grew up in a very ski-oriented household. Yeah. But my parents were big skiers, so Luke and I got going pretty early at, like, two. It's kind of like the trend with most Whistler kids, because all their parents are ski bums, so it's the, yeah. it's the way of the road here. But, uh, yeah, I just... Grew up skiing my whole life, started freestyle when I was like nine, doing little provincial comps and stuff. Did you ever do moguls or racing? Yeah, I was big into moguls for a while. Like I went, like at one point I was like 14, I didn't know whether I was going to go moguls or park. Like I got, because I got into BC team for moguls before park. Oh no. Like the year before, so I was fully considering it. I was like, oh. Like, you made the right choice. I might, might I just say. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not a mogul skier, but no. like I like moguls. It was fun, but I can see myself doing that longer than five years. Yeah, I also think you probably saved yourself a little bit of knee injuries. Maybe like yeah. maybe like two extra years on your knees going park, so yeah. it's not bad. And then yeah, so growing up, all that stuff. How long have has your parents always owned momentum or ran momentum? Yeah, they started in like '92. So, like, growing up every summer, you were, you guys were up in the glacier, like, either shredding mogs or shredding the yeah. park? Yeah, like, when we were, like, eight or nine, we went for the first time, I think. Like, it wasn't the whole time, because we were pretty young, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the best learning environment originally. No, well, I mean, especially, like, back in the day, like, the park scene's probably a little more loose and off the rails than it is now. Yeah, no, definitely now it's, like kid oriented good yeah yeah like you can go when you're six now and it's a good environment but, yeah. yeah but freestyle skiing back in those days is a little looser and yeah. i mean it's kind of crazy that we're able to put on something like that with like because i don't know from like my point of view like freestyle skiing back then well didn't have as big of like uh audience or as big of like like i don't know like 15 20 years ago like what parents gonna send their kid all the way to whistler for a summer camp to go ski like is it just mostly mostly yeah. like adults and stuff or like 
pros. Like that's kind of weird. Like how you can have enough I mean, people I, to support was, something like that. It was pretty. Is like, I mean, park was definitely still an, an emerging sport back then. But yeah, like, exactly. Even in the early thousands, like in the nineties, I don't think slope was even like fully realized yeah. as a discipline. But then in the early thousands, that was kind of when it like blew up. It's dying down and, now. Yeah. We're a dying breed I mean, for skiing, sure. Like skiing in general was definitely like more people do it now, but back in the day, like that was it was a much larger event, like real money in skiing back then. Yeah, yeah. Like in the eighties and nineties compared to what it is now. Well but. dude, like the, the events back then, like X Games back in the day, people were getting like fifty K for an event. Yeah. And like you were Yeah, you're not gonna get that now. And then sponsors yeah. are paying out way more back then too, like in Simon Dumont era, like I think I was on, I think it was his podcast, actually. I listened to one of his, and he said he made his first million or something, like, when he was, like, yeah. 16 or some shit or something like that. And I'm like, there's no no 16-year-old skier that's going to be making that, like, at this day and age, like, let alone many skiers in general that are going to, I don't even, there's probably a couple, but, like, very little. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a, few, there's a few out there. Like, but not possible, a lot. But not a lot. Like, back then, like, all of them, like Ewan Olsen, I remember like yeah. he first made a million and bought a Lambo. Yeah, like, like making tons of money. Bought, yeah. I mean he came from like a pretty wealthy family, but still to be like buying a Lambo when you're like just a little kid on the park circuit. Yeah, sweet. exactly. It's pretty insane. And like nowadays it's like clamoring to get like get enough money to do a full contest season to lose money on it. Yeah. Cause yeah, like no, it's not a sustainable Sport. It's definitely not a sustainable yeah. sustainable uh, business model either oh, for, no. most, oh, I mean, for most for most aspects. Great, it's a great business model for Freestyle Canada, but as an athlete, as an athlete, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like even like but like even going from like local rail gems and stuff. Like you go to a local rail gym now, you win first place, you get like two hundred dollars in a free hat. Like back in the day, you get like go to rail gym for like two thousand dollars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Horseshoe and like Mount St. Louis and Blue Mountain used to put on events with like five thousand dollar prizes and stuff like that. Oh really? Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Like, couple, like not a couple years ago, but back in the day. And now it's like, go to a rail jam and you make like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars for first place. But then you spend yeah. like fifty dollars on the pass that they, the cheaper pass they give you, and then like twenty dollars in entry fees. And then you're like, if you don't win, you like lose like 80 to 100 bucks just to enter a contest it's like oh, oh yeah i mean i guess it's just a different environment because rail jams here are pretty good how they've been like when i was growing up well it wasn't really like treated as a full contest it was just like at night they'd set up a couple rails and it'd be mm-hmm. more of just like a natural rail jam like the homies gushing yeah and they'd have some prizes like skis to give away but nothing crazy it was more of a just a jib sesh less money oriented comp but the East Coast is the rail rail center, so I guess that makes sense. There's a bigger ordeal over there. Yeah, for sure. One sec. I gotta find a charger for my iPhone because she's gonna die. I really was not like fully prepared for this uh, this podcast, but you, know. you gotta do what you gotta do, Kai. Yeah. I've big been... influencer Bruce. Big influencer Bruce. Big big influencer Bruce. Well, you know what? I realized that if I'm being 100% honest with myself, I'm not going to make any real money in skiing unless I go more of this route. Like, it's not very easy. Like, yeah. Sponsors nowadays, I th- I've talked about this on the podcast a couple times, but sponsors on the on um, 
Sponsors this day and age genuinely don't care too much if you're going to, like, win a World Cup. But if you can, like, sell their product and sell their stuff, like, through social media or just through your, like, what you have in general, then they care a lot about that more, in my opinion. Yeah, I know, for sure. Like, if you can do so both, many, then you're set. There's so many, like, unreal skiers from Wiss who just no one knows about. Oh, dude. But it's, it's all just, like... It's insane. Instagram, followers, that's the new digital currency to leverage sponsors, I guess, but... Yeah, and, I mean, it is, like, it is kind of, like, what you gotta do, but... It, but. Yeah, it fully makes sense from yeah. a company's point of view. Yeah, you like, don't want to pay somebody. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't have that much going now, but, like, I have been doing more and more and more, and, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it makes sense, like, if you have a podcast that a lot of people listen to, like, obviously this podcast hasn't blown up or anything yet, but, like, I, there's a decent amount of listeners, but, like, you have podcasts that have, like, hundreds of thousands of listeners, tens of thousands of listeners, or you can have one person who wins a World Cup and 50 people see them on the podium at that event, and then that's all that ever see them, that ever see it again, right? Like, if you really think about it, like, a World Cup podium, maybe you have a hundred people that are there to see it, and then you don't post about it on your Instagram, and, like... Maybe, like, nobody, like, really put, no news sites really cover it because it's not, like, a big thing in the news. It's not like you won the 100-meter dash in the Olympics. Yeah. So, like, it's not really bringing a lot of brand awareness unless you win the Olympics, and that would be a different story, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, like, a lot of skiers are realizing it, that it's not, like, as so much of companies rewarding you for your ability. It's more them like seeking out athletes who can like really accelerate their brand and promote it well yeah which is their job because their, their job is to, is, gro- to sell course, to sell their yeah. stuff yeah but it also kind of sucks because it sucks for some people like that don't want to play the game because like you do it's like one of those things like you don't you have a choice but like it's also very hard to go the underground route and like make a living off skiing yeah yeah you gotta, you gotta cave. Like you I got TikTok a couple of days ago. I, you're I a TikTok master. Although I will say your TikToks are the best TikToks. Before you were posting like purely ski content, or not purely ski content, but where you're just like posting whatever you felt like and making your really funny TikToks. It, it cracked me up. There's oh, some, there's oh, some yeah, good stuff. My old TikToks, they're all privated. Yeah, um, well, but... you have to because you have to be aware. You have to be aware of like brand and brands and stuff and what they. Like, if your sponsors, like, not saying that you're posting anything bad, but, like, if your sponsors were to see something that was posted bad, like, just for any athlete in general, well, we saw what happened to Kieran and Devin Fagan. We can bring that oh, up yeah. on the podcast. You're going to get canceled, and yeah. then you're really not going to have any way of supplying yourself or supplementing yourself. So, yeah, yeah you definitely have to be careful nowadays and kind of just don't be a dick, I guess. Where she goes. Yeah. Enough of that nonsense. Um. So... Who was your biggest idol growing up skiing, Kai? Who was K- little Kai Kevin. Smart? Little Kai Smart. He was ripping the park. He was ripping the backcountry. He was hanging out with friends. He was waking up in Wisc, taking the bus or walking to the mountain. Can you walk from your house? No. Yeah, yeah, it's like fifteen minutes. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Who Who are you thinking about? What videos were you watching before you go up? All that good stuff. Um, probably growing up like the biggest hype. I don't know if you know Down to Film. Zach Moxley, like, yep. those, those edits of Bloody Ink and Gunplay. Yep. If you don't know the like, Gunplay edit, like... Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, the go-to every morning before skiing. You just watch that. It gets super fired up. So, like, all the local riders, 
just to be able to, because, like, you're seeing them every day ripping block lines. Yep. That was definitely the biggest, like, inspiration for me growing up. That's super Wils- sick. Yeah. What were you going to say? Wilson, and Wilson? They kind of dropped off, but... Yeah, well, that's in. that's based off other reasons, but, yeah. <laughs> we won't them, like, or not. B. Reed, Brand- Brandon Reed. Super sick, know. dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's sweet. Just always out there, like be hiking a rail in like 80k winds in the rain and in the t-shirt super sick to see like yeah they're all all the local guys because that's what's sweet about whistler it's just like you're surrounded by all these heavy hidden skiers so that was a huge inspo growing up dude even at like um local little hills now like you go and stop by or you're just skiing and you'll see people that are just lighting up tricks and you're like who the hell is this guy i've never seen him before and you're like this is unreal my goal is to be that like is to put out some, this year I want to put out some edits that like kids like me growing up the day or you growing up the day can like yeah. watch every day before they go to the ski hill and get super stoked to go just shred and stuff. Yeah. You don't want to know something funny? What? My, uh, my gunplay edit, the one I used to always listen to was Roots by Max Moffat and he's in the other room. Just talking to it. Yeah, that was the one I would rip every day at Louie. Like I'd make sure in the chalet I'd watch that like this all seven minutes of it before I went out skiing and that was the one. I want to make now, I want to make edit like that. Now, now you're living with them. Well, no, That's now true. I'm sleeping on my a couch in my sister's apartment thing that they're renting. But I mean, we're almost there. Almost, yeah, it's good enough. Good enough, yeah, exactly. That's funny though how that goes up, or how that goes on. So, guy competing, freestyle skiing, traveling, me, you, and all the boys, everybody that we ski and hang out with. We've been to some pretty cool places. We've done some pretty cool stuff. Have a lot of stories. A lot of them we can't share for obvious reasons. A lot of them we can share for obvious reasons. But what's the coolest place you've been to for skiing and the best trip you've been on? The coolest place? Yeah. Would be Holland. Holland? So this is like, you went to Holland? Yeah. So my mom's from Holland. and Okay. This wasn't like competing or anything, but I was there yeah. like visiting my grandma and they've got this indoor like ski slope there and luke and i like rented some race skis because that's all we had and that was like the craziest place they had a little park like a down flat down we were like session so the coolest place you coolest place you ever been was an indoor ski place on racing skis so wild well because holland's just this like flat place farmland and all of a sudden yeah like walking into this indoor ski slope skiing on race skis like it was just it was pretty surreal but uh I mean, aside from that, I mean, Yukon, like, Yukon's a pretty interesting place. Like, I, I found that, that was an experience my first year at Yukon, especially you, that was when I first met you, and yeah. you kind of uh, exposed me to another side of skiers. I guess you've, you've branched out of that personality, but... What? Oh, that, that personality. That was the old Bruce. <laughs> this is the... Yeah, old Bruce. This is the that new a, Bruce. That was when I was first exposed to the... The Bruce Ryland, Kyle Doherty trio. Yeah, that was back in the OG Team Ontario days. And, yeah. I mean, as I like to say, we like to have a lot of fun. But it was uh, definitely interesting. I was My first time getting exposed to that side of skiing was in the Yukon as well. And I got exposed to none other than Riley Culver. Oh, yeah, I missed that year. Yeah, <laughs> Riley, The Riley Culver year was insane. I've heard Ryan Culver, Riley Culver and Alex Zastry. And yeah. somehow I got roped into hanging out with them a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, we should probably end this convers- that conversation there. but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just got to turn the camera back on because it, it turns off after 30 minutes. 
That's why okay. I like using this one. It just like shuts off after 30 minutes, but I think I got it whopping again. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. Well, we'll end that conversation before it gets too out of hand. There's a lot of cool stories, a lot of interesting stories. I'm sure every skier, look at this. The big cam. Big Kai in the cam. Ooh. Give the give the ladies a little teeth bite for them. Mm, wow. Sexy. But <laughs> that was so cringe. You gotta cut that out. I will, I'll cut it out. Well, I'll just like black it out and then we'll leave it for audio only, and then they can just imagine what, what just happened. Yeah, they can just they can yeah. think of every TikTok star and then put Kai's face on them. <laughs> yeah, but you can just cover that up with some, some TikTok I mean, guy. I don't know, yeah, but like every, I feel like every place I go to is just like my new favorite spot. Yeah. Like especially the States, like going to the States, like going to Aspen for the first time. Park City, that was crazy. I was so blown away by how small Park City was. Dude, we because we went last you, year, me, yeah. you, and... Uh, I guess all the boys that were on the ski team that year it was me, you, Chase. Uh, who else was there? Uh, who else was on the team there? I'm trying to remember. There's more. Nick was hurt. Nick was out. Nick, he was there though at Aspen. Oh, but Park City. Park City, no. When we were in that little dungeon place, yeah. Dude, that was the funniest place. It was uh, Luke, you and Ice Picker too. Yeah. Ice Picker was yeah. there. Yeah, and then Park City because Park City, you watch all the videos. And like growing up, I watched all the videos of Park City. You watch all the videos. We've never been. First time going to Park City. I thought like from every person I've heard, I heard that it's a huge mountain. The entire mountain is just all park, like yeah. urban legend. And it's like the size of like the Outback. Still super sick, but like complete opposite of what I, what I expected. Yeah, it, was, it was sweet, like fast laps. Like the rails were dope, but just rolling up like. Because the, the mountain behind it's like pretty big. Yeah, for sure. Archer is tiny, and we were like, "That's not Park City. Like, that's like the baby park. Like, yeah. no way, that's Park City." But then we roll up, and of course, it's like Simon and T Wall just filming their edit. Like, awesome. dude, like the culture there is so awesome. That was so funny because it was literally our first lap in Park City ever, yeah. and we were like trying to snake up the chair without having to pay for our pass for the day, which we managed to do successfully. You can't come after us now because it's too late in advance yeah. but um we literally roll up to the chairlift and we're like this can't be the park and then literally the first two people that get on their chair in front of us are simon dumont and tom walsh and it's like what the <laughs> fuck it was insane yeah. and then we just came from because we had a contest in uh at woodward copper uh or was it is it cop no it's no, no, park, city. Be, yeah, park city park city yeah uh, park city woodward and we were like in between, like instead of doing a big air training day, we went there, I think, right? Or we did half, yeah. half and half. Yeah, we did like morning or something. Yeah. But I remember me and you because like Woodward for, I'd never been, I don't think you've ever been to Woodward before, right? No. Yeah, we show yeah. up and it's like literally like every like teenager's dream, like like a sandy teenager like me, you just like skate park. Yeah. It's insane. There's like a gymnastics floor, a huge foam pit, a parkour thing. Six gate park, uh, like, like, like literally everything. Yeah. And me yeah, and you were just insane. Dude, me and you would just sesh rollerblades. We just go uh, throw rollerblades on and like yeah. sesh rollerblades like before our slope runs and like comp <laughs> runs. Like, dude, I remember being like rushing to get my ski boots on just to get to like training on time because I was too busy rollerblading and like hitting all the foam pits in the skate park and yeah. stuff and you're skating and shit. And we we're doing trying to do flat ground backflips. Oh, and yeah, I, was, I remember trying to learn yeah. those. Yeah. 
but dude, it's like yeah, the place is insane. It's like every kid's dream. You roll up like you could just spend twenty four hours there. Like that's what we were doing. We just like seize every minute we were there. Like I have never had so much fun before yeah. an event. I think I had more fun rollerblading in that little like mini pipe than actually like at the contest. But the contest was yeah. super sick and the hill was super sick too. Uh, yeah. But that's like everybody. I w- that's my dream to own something like that one day. Just like have that in my backyard, kind of like a maximize mixed with one of those. Yeah, it'd be super unreal. All right, dude. We've clapped out thirty five minutes. I got like a couple more questions for you, but. We'll, right. we'll run through them and we'll keep talking to your beautiful face before my camera dies fully. It'll die eventually, but way she goes. Um, so WSF, SSF, WSSF. You filmed a video for it called Los Amigos. You guys want it? Yeah. Tell us about sweet. that. Tell us about that. Tell the kid and all the listeners about that because that's interesting. Yeah, so WSSF is the Whistler or World Ski and Snowboard Festival in Whistler, which has been going for a long time. They used to they used to have a huge park comp and pipe comp with like all the pros that would come out, and then that kind of like dwindled down to just a big air. But they've always every year had this huge film festival called Intersection, yeah. where you have like teams of skiers and filmers, and you have seven days to shoot and film a movie. And so I had done it for three years, the first two years, with a group called GG Dub. And then in the third year, which would have been, yeah, two years ago, I joined with Los Amigos. The boys? And like, yeah. All, it's basically all the UBC skiing board guys, like Dylan Runner and Axel Runner. They kind of spearheaded that and Kobo. And, yeah, we filmed for a week. I missed a comp. I think there's a comp in Mammoth. Yeah. And I decided to film this instead. Good call. Pretty, yeah, I was stoked on that decision. And, uh, yeah, we just filmed for a week. I mainly just filmed Park. And we took the dub. So that was sweet. That's so, awesome, dude. What's it like to put together? Like, I mean, I know you were like, there's a lot of you guys that did it and stuff. But what was it like to see, like, a final project like that come together? Because that was, like, I mean, everybody, every kid, like, growing up park skiing and stuff has made, like, their own, like, edit. But no, it's different when you make, like, something like that. It's, like, a movie with, like, a lot more... A lot more goes into it. And they see the final, like, product come together. And then it gets played in, like... Does it, do they play it in the theater there? Or do they play it at, um... Yeah, it's, in, like, it. it's the conference center. So yeah, like exactly. a huge area with, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it must be, like, a thousand or more people watching, but... Yeah, what's that like? What's that, that experience has got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like definitely a surreal moment because you just roll up like they call you on stage and you're just standing there like on stage with a bunch of people but I mean in terms of like the process of production I was just kind of I was just an athlete getting filmed yeah for sure I didn't really go through the editing process but all the boys editing killed it spent like 48 hours straight just overnight on the computer because it's such a grind to do that all in seven weeks yeah because you only yeah. have seven weeks to do it right That's or seven the, days sorry, seven yeah. days yeah to do it yeah do you have seven days to film and and yeah. edit it yeah film and edit holy shit because you guys had a lot of backcountry shots in there too that's like not a yeah. lot like yeah i had some there and that's not easy to to film those let alone put those out in seven days yeah and it's really weather dependent too so the mm-hmm. first two days of like the seven day period well, that sucks, guys. 
I am. I apologize because my my phone has died. She just ran right off the fucking rails. Let me see what I can do here. I unplug it back in, and we'll be back to you in a second with more Kai. Hey, dude. I I'm sorry you cut out there. We had some problems. The phone died. This has been the most unorganized podcast of my life. All good. I promise it's not always like this. One time you're gonna have to come down to. Louie, do a weekend trip, and you can come hang out at my house, and we'll do one in studio. Yeah. I just went while well, my phone charged up. I had a, I had my phone plugged in, and it died while I was plugged in, but I had it plugged into my computer, so I got it plugged into, like, a big charger now, so it should charge fast enough. I went and mucked some chicken in the intermission, though. Right a little chicken muck in the intermission. I'm glad you stayed yeah. on. Stayed around yeah. to rip the rest. Sorry about that, dude. But I was pretty late there, hey? It's, like, 9 o'clock now, yeah. It's like usually like most of the podcasts I do feel in different time zones. So kind of just like go with what works for other people. But it's it's good. It's chill. It's nice to do like, well, it's not nice to do it in different time zones. But like sometimes it works out all right. Usually I'm not home till this time like because I'm doing MMA till like 930. And then like it works well because like the other person doesn't have to stay up late. But anyways we're talking about wsf and all that stuff and you just just saying how like sick it was to like uh be at something well like i guess be on a stage like that and have like put together a project yeah that was sweet and definitely got me fired up to do a bunch more like obviously got canceled last mm, year but yeah this year there's a bunch more people that just moved to WIS, so I'm definitely working on getting a bunch of projects out there, like more larger scale, like mm-hmm. higher quality movies and short edits and stuff. So yeah, some short edits perfect. would be sick, because you guys, yeah. with everybody that's there now that's park skiing, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you don't want to just do park skiing. I know you probably want to do some backcountry stuff, too, but you guys could put together some pretty insane, like, even like five-minute edits. Like, you guys could put together a gunplay edit, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, everyone's out here, and... Like everyone's stoked to film, everyone's trying to produce content, so I think it'd be sweet to get together. Like I've got a couple ideas in mind. Like Yeah, exactly. Got a huge like Armada crew. Yeah. At least like four of us. So thinking of doing like an Armada edit here and another larger one with all the boys and yeah, so definitely gonna try and create some some higher quality projects just to just the old the old iPhone Instagram edits. I'm the king of that, man. The amount I'm going to put out this year is going to be unreasonable. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put out so many Instagram edits, people are going to want to gouge their eyes out. But um, I also want to put out a lot of bigger edits this year. It'd be cool to get, like, to the point where, like, hopefully by the point next year, I'm at the point with vlogs and, like, podcasts and skiing and stuff where I can have, like, somebody who's, like, a filmer that comes and tags along and, like, maybe, like, all my sponsors pull together and pay them to, like, just help put out the weekly, like, episodes of the vlog and the podcast and stuff and, like, content. And then we, we can have, like, me and you and, like, all the boys that are out in WIS, like, go do, like, a two-week... I'll go do a two-week trip out or go move out for, like, however long. And we can actually put out some, like, really, like, higher-end stuff and, like, really put the time in to do it properly. Because, like, right now, like, me by myself, like, I don't have the bandwidth to do as much as I want to. And I'm not good enough yeah. with editing and stuff to, like, put together, like, projects and stuff like that or filming mm-hmm. in general. But it'd be really sick to be able to do stuff like that. And I told yeah, you about I think my... that'd be sweet. Yeah. Like, so many people who are doing those vlogs, like, in biking and skiing, like, sponsors love that. And I know, like, a lot of companies got behind that, so... Yeah, for sure. And But, like, I want to do it, like, in a very... Enter... 
Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to, like... Not so corporate. I, I want to do it, like, obviously, like, you have to do it corporate and, like, reasonably corporate. Just because, like, otherwise you're not going to have sponsors and stuff on board with projects like that if they're not corporate. But I want to be able to, like, just kind of, like, just do do yourself, like, do yourself. That Wouldn't that be fun? Like, do it, like, in your own, like, style. Like, because we're all, like, such characters. Like, literally, if you put a camera, like, if you made a TV show of, like, our ski team, like, the Grand Pollock ski team of Degenerates, if you had, like, a full-on TV crew, like, it would be a hit hit TV show. It would be, like, a, it would be a hit TV show. And we could still keep it PG, like, yeah. but just, like, it would just because everybody on the team and everybody that I mean most skiers in general, but like all of us are just such characters and like have entertaining and like wild ideas and just like kind of just go like with the flow or do whatever like you feel like, and it just makes for very interesting content and really good times overall. Like I have the most fun when I'm on ski trips, hanging out with everybody and just kind of like obviously like skiing hard and still working hard and doing stuff like that, but like just kind of like just hanging out and just like having fun and sending it with the boys. Yeah. So it was good. Well, I mean, look at look at Chug Life. Did you ever watch Chug Life? I have done my research on Chug Life, although he is not corporate enough. He would uh, he would Chug get Life. banned in today's today's Chug day. Chug Life age. was pretty successful with that. Back in the day, yeah. That, I, that was a good, yeah. I mean, I don't think you could get away with doing it to that point oh, nowadays yeah. at all. But it would be really cool to be able to do it to that point nowadays. It's kind of funny because like it's one of those sports like where it's an action sport and it's like. Um, kind of like kind of like in that genre but it's kind of moved towards the corporate side like if you look at dirt biking like all the pro dirt bar, dirt, pro dirt bikers have like girls in like topless bikinis and stuff and all their videos and they're just like rock star lifestyle and like just yeah. like doing whatever they want and then skiing edits it's like you kind of have to be somewhat respectable to be brought covered by those big brands whereas like you see like all the big like athletes in like dirt biking or stuff like that they're not as corporate yeah, that's just uh, that's just dirt biking as a sport. I think I think it's just dirt biking dirt as a sport. Community. The redneck the redneck community stands behind yeah. it and they just support them no matter what. Metal yeah. militia all the way. Flat yeah. caps turn sideways. Monster in hand, ready to roll. Yeah. But it would be really fun to put out content to that degree as well. Although mm-hmm. you would have to be careful with what you said. You can't can't get canceled nowadays. Maybe that's maybe that's what your Patreon's for. That maybe that is what my Patreon is. I also thought about doing an OnlyFans like super undercover, like. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get found out one day. <laughs> I'm gonna get found out one day. It'd be kind of fun, but like. I think I think all the boys here would pitch in for your OnlyFans, Bruce. See, like if you guys supported me, that's all I need, like in my life. Like I don't need sponsors. I just need the boys, the Whistler boys, to support my OnlyFans, and I'll be set. Yeah. Dude, there's, like, even a bunch of, like, UFC fighters and stuff that have, like, these girls have uh, OnlyFans and stuff like that. And, I mean, I guess UFC is a little different because, like, generally as a company, they don't really care what their athletes put out. Oh, yeah, not at all. Not at all. But, like, it be, that's why I always thought it was kind of cool to be spot, like to be an athlete in, like, a sport like that. Because, like, you're literally open to doing whatever you want, like, in terms of, like, your like income based off of your athletic and what, how you perform and stuff you're not really judged upon that which i think is pretty cool well i mean i mean like you could do that in in skiing it's just kind of like the whole the you whole could of, of like digital media nowadays it's you you wouldn't have canceled if you're disrespectful so yeah but like good to have a good digital image for sure yeah you have to keep your digital image clean but like like as a skier if you were like 
let's say the top female skier and you made an OnlyFans and ha- publicly had that on your Instagram or something like that, like this is something you do, like you probably wouldn't have a whole lot of sponsors. You would make a lot of money, but you wouldn't have a whole no, lot of sponsors. You, you might pick up a few sponsors just in a different area. Genre, did you see that Pornhub was sponsoring athletes at one point? No, I didn't. What? It was like a year ago. They had like uh, Pornhub had um, uh, I forget. It was like a sponsor. Like you put in like a full on like form and submitted a request to be a sponsored athlete. And they picked like ten people. I don't know what happened to those ten people, but they picked them. I definitely wow. filled out filled it out. But I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, that's interesting. I mean, it's probably not the most like it was kind of just more for jokes, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. No, I mean like it all. Yeah. Like exactly. Like, you can do that. Like there's bunch of skiers like sponsored by beer companies and yeah it just, it just depends on like what kind of brand you're working with for sure resonate with that like grungy dirt bike lifestyle and, vibe, and other ones are more like yeah and about that which is understandable yeah it makes sense for sure and like especially when you're at a point like what we're doing like i mean we're trying to compete to get to like an olympic level or something like that and for sports that are in the olympics like i don't dirt biking is not in the olympics um yeah. but like sports with like national teams and stuff they definitely have you have to make sure you have a clean uh, image for that like you can't be like a top represent a representative of your nation and be on only fans all day like it's just yeah. probably they're just not gonna let, let that yeah. fly no matter how good of an athlete you are and that's yeah. that's definitely fair and that's respectable but it's just interesting and i mean like same with professional jobs i guess like if you're in a, a profession like a, in corporate or something you can't have uh things like that surrounding you Usually, sometimes you can get away with it, but yeah, yeah. unless you're a stock trader, investment investment banker, but or Dan Blazarian, yeah, yeah, you're set. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Kai. Well, I've been asking everybody this question. I always say this on the podcast. Maybe I'll come up with a couple more questions for you after this. But where do you see yourself in five years, and uh, what does the future look like for Little Kai Smart? Oh, I've I have no clue. Um, well, you got five years of school, oh, but let's pretend oh, that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, no, school is just like a side thing. I don't know. I mean, everything skiing related is like all up in the air, but this ideally, year, like, depending on how I can do, it would be sweet to get the tricks and go on to like next gen national team and see yep. where that goes. For sure. If I can do that. And then, yeah, like, I'll definitely be skiing in some way or form whether that be competing or filming, but I'm definitely going to push this competition route for the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure, dude. Do it while you can. I got to, I got to get to maximize the tricks people are throwing are really escalating. So I got to, I got to step up. Dude, get those Get the all way quads, you know, to, <laughs> to match comp skiing nowadays, but it's insane, man. Yeah. Like even what I've seen at maximize this like past, like, Eight or nine, I guess it's like been six days, but the past six days it's been pretty pretty crazy what people are yeah. doing and just like you can see just like taking it from like straight up from an airbag to like snow, like the benefit it has, but it is a yeah. lot. And yeah, I mean I don't know, like I would watch like I because I made a video on like top ten best big air tricks or whatever on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was like going through like trying to find tricks for it, and I looked at some of the tricks and I'm like holy hell, like Burkra did a trip eighteen mute. Dub Bio 18 Mute, and there's, like, Andre Getley did Switch Triple Misty. I mean, like, there's just, like, some crazy accesses and tricks that are being done nowadays. It's, like, yeah. the, the level of jumping has gone to, gotten to the point where it's, like, 
Well, you probably should land. Otherwise, you're probably going to be out for a year. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what Fib, Fib Magnin, probably pronouncing yep. that wrong, but what he's been doing is just insane. Like, the Switch trip and, like... Switch trip 10, that. yeah, and Dub Bio 18. Yeah, Dub Bio 18. Like, just the landing on that was just Dude, insane. <laughs> I That was the first video of this season that I watched at Dub Bio 18 where I watched it. Because, you know, the side view of that him yeah, yeah. doing uh, that jump? I watched it, and I was like... And he the, like how deep he goes and how much impact comes around. I'm like, if you get lost in the air and that, and you land on your head, you're not you're not okay. Oh, yeah, no. Like that yeah. that one like really put it in like that trick really put it into perspective for me. I was like, this is not like if you land like well you land on your side and like you get lost, you land on your side and like you might break an arm. That this is like you land on your side and you're like in a hospital for a long time. Yeah, like you're going 150 yeah. feet, huge drop. Yeah, missing most of the landing. Yeah, like all all the content coming out of Stubai, like it's insane. The faction edit. Yeah, yeah. That was insane, buddy. Uh, Matej. Dude, that guy's an animal. I watched. Nice. Did you see the video on his Instagram of him doing a switch triple front flip, like over that little bump? No. I'll send it to you. He, he did a day. switch triple front. It's like no, it's just like a random video on Instagram. It's like a cloudy day. He does like a switch front flip, a switch five, a couple other tricks, switch 10. And then all of a sudden he does a switch triple front flip on like a 25 foot jump. Like a literally 25 foot jump, just tucked like as hard as he can and stomps it. I'm like, he's insane. <laughs> like there's no landing either. Like and he's, he's super steep too. That's what's dope about him. Like, yeah, he's got a lot of style. Airbag jock, like, yeah, he's got style. He's not, yeah, he's not just another like aerialist skier, which is sick. Yeah. I was going to have him on the podcast, but he doesn't speak good enough English to do a full 45 or hour long podcast with me soon. Yeah, what is it? What's it like? Does he speak French or? I don't know. I don't I really. What, I, I don't know what people speak down there. I'm not cultured enough, guy. I haven't I been out. I don't know where he's from, yeah. Can you believe it? I haven't been out to Europe to go skiing yet. Not once. You got to get out there. Have you been? Maybe. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I was planning on doing a big, because I was supposed to take a gap year. Yeah. And then they like declined my deferral request, so that got... Oh, is that what happened? I yeah. thought you were going to take a gap year. I was wondering why you went to school. Well, yeah, my original plan, I was going to go to New Zealand for like a month. Yeah. And then buy a sled and do a bunch more like Stuff international like traveling. Yeah. But I mean, either way, that all would have got shut down anyway. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to go to the States, you think, for comps? Uh, it sounds like what they're doing with the Norams this year is they're going to put all the ones in Canada and then all the ones in the States, and then they're going to separate the two and then uh, pick a winner at the end. So... Mm-hmm. There'll be states only Norams, uh, Canadian only Norams, and then go from there. So yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I would like to go to the states just to like ski with all the boys out there and stuff, and like I'd love to do a trip and hit some different mountains. But I don't want to quarantine twice, yeah. and money wise, it probably doesn't make sense. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be yeah, it'll that's be the fun. Thing. It's it's really just that quarantine on the way back because you don't have to quarantine when you get in, but. Well, we don't. If the rules change, maybe not. Maybe, but yeah, you don't have to quarantine on the way in. But on the way back, it's still two week quarantine. And then, like, I, th- I think it. I think it might be like a quarantine on the way there. Actually, depending on what state you go to, but I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, maybe it's by state. But yeah, because like that was definitely like a thing that I was taking into consideration. I wanted to do the Tom Walsh Steel City Showdown this year too. Like just for sh- just for fun, I feel like yeah. it would be the most fun event ever. And I was like. Yeah. Hoping that a contest would line up where I could just like stay an extra week and do that, but I think that'll all be canceled too. 
Yeah. Do you have any desire of hitting urban, or are you purely thinking backcountry and park for now? No, yeah, like I have a bungee, so I definitely want to. I almost bought a winch too. Yeah. But uh, there's not a lot of urban spots in Wiss. Like there's none. Like couple, there's like a couple rails, but they're not that sick. So yeah. maybe I I have a Can West Pass this year, so probably gonna do a BC trip and bring the bungee and. That'd be sick. Fine on the way, yeah. Yeah, Van never gets enough snow, eh? Yeah, no, they like when it does snow, it's sweet. Like there's a lot of because nothing's really capped. Yeah. So. But they don't yeah, ne- usually get enough snow. We've been getting a lot of rain. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Been surfing this summer at all? Yeah, I was in Tofino for like three weeks, surfing a bunch. As though I'm trying mad. to get back out in like January. Mad jealous of that. That's sick. Yeah. That's yeah, gotta be the vibe. I haven't been in Tofino yet, so next time I come out, me and you are going backcountry. We're hitting up some huts, and we're going surfing in Tofino. And yeah. maybe I'll make it out for the yeah. winter this year, and we'll go ski some backcountry too. I'll show you the BC lifestyle. Convert you. Dude, I've already been converted. I'm just trying not to get converted again. I, I know what I'm in for, and I know the fun times I have when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. But I got a, I got bigger fish to fry in the meantime, think and then about, I'll make my time about doing your podcast out at a backcountry hut, just pillow fields behind you, the Pretty. vlogs you can make. Pretty insane. It's really, it's like, it's the content haven for you. You love it. It would be. That's why I want to make like a week, couple week trip out there. Like not like not just to make content, but just to shred with the boys and have a really good time. Cause, mm-hmm. like I, dude, I'm gonna miss like if I don't get a ski with you guys. Like in terms of like just contests, like maybe it's not a go this year. Who knows? But if I don't get to hang out with the boys and go skiing at least a couple laps, I'm just stuck ripping Louie by myself and like co- occasional maximized trips. I'm gonna lose my mind. So. Yeah. But I got that pa- I got that five hundred dollar pass or whatever with Whistler Freestyle, and I oh, think uh, I think I'll be coming out. I just don't know when. I haven't planned it out yet. You have to let me know when it's good. Yeah, like January, February will be sick, or spring. Do both. I was gonna do both. I was gonna do spring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like midwinter for like real skiing, and yeah. also like full black line because they're gonna be closing Blackham early. Oh yeah. Ending Whistler, so if you want to come for jumps, you gotta hit that date. Which is sometime in April. Sick. And they shut down Black Line, so. Well, I'll have to stay on top of that and I'll I'll make sure I get that. All right, Kai, anything else you want to touch base on on the podcast before we dip out? I mean, you did an hour. We had complications with the phone, the cameras, all the nonsense that I'm supposed to be in charge of. This is why I'm supposed to have a podcast person to help me deal with this nonsense. But uh, thank you for sticking to it. Do you got anything you want to add? Anything you want to say? Subscribe to Bruce's OnlyFans. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Bruce Olden yeah. for president 2021. OnlyFans yeah. coming in hot. Only pictures of my toes. My pinky toes specifically. Maybe my big thumb if I'm feeling really outgoing yeah. today. But yeah. It's what the ski community needs. It's what the ski community needs and it's not what they want, but it's what they need. Exactly. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm going to end the podcast there.